Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There's a drive to right field. It's deep down the line. Back by the wall, and Tristan Cassis has his first major league home run. Kristen Cassis pulling a 3-2 pitch high and out. And the Red Sox have cut the lead to one. His family is here from the Miami area. His dad, Jose, and other members of the family. And Kristen Cassis has hit his first of many, we would think. All right, a nice moment for Tristan Cassis tonight. First major league home run, then that... Dink in the outfield wouldn't give him the ball, I think, or something like that. What was uh, what was going on there? Loser. You serious? Wouldn't give him the ball? I mean, what was that? A historic home run? You gonna sell that one? Give him the damn ball. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm criticizing Xander Bogart's season. I am. But you gotta give the guy credit. I mean, in what's one of his most disappointing years, he's still batting what, 317? <laughs> you know? I mean, the guy's a great player. But I just think with with the level and the pedestal that he has been placed upon here in Boston, I, I just need a little bit more in terms of a run production, thump, power, whatever you want to say. You know, just having a good average isn't enough. Not when you are put as, like, the best player on the Red Sox. Um, and I do think he has created a vibe this year that didn't help the team win games. I do. I have no proof of that, but that's just based on what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, what I'm watching, what I'm hearing. It did sound like, you know, the energy that Xander Bogarts exuded at points and times during this season um, wasn't in the best interest of the Red Sox. You know, until I see or hear otherwise, that's what I'm going to believe. Even though he is still batting 317, but went over tonight. Um, just a disappointing, again, a team that is unable, the most damning thing about this team this year was obviously their record against the division because there is a good team after good team located in the AL East. And their inability to really put together any good stretch of play against those teams told me everything I needed to know. Told me everything I needed to know about the makeup of the team, of the performance, the production that this team was going to put forth all year long. And that was everything that I needed to see. 617-779-7937. It's just a... This is a good division. I get it. But when you look up and down that lineup, this team should have been better this year. And they weren't. You can talk about high and bloom all you want. 
but it is not all on him. It is more, I believe, on the players and the way they've played this year than High and Bloom. High and Bloom is up there. He deserves blame. But the way the players executed this year, not good enough. What would your list be for like who gets the most blame? Like okay. between players, management, and core, the coaches. So I gotta go back a little bit, but I had it divvied up exactly. Okay, and I don't know where it is. I'll find it. Um I definitely had the players with the most blame. Okay, so it was the players, they were I think like forty something percent. Then after that, it was Bloom. 30-something percent, and then I think after that, it was, I know after that, it was Alex Cora, 20-something percent. Bloom deserves a lot of criticism. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I don't think Hyam Bloom deserves any criticism. He hasn't had a good year. I feel like he's been all over the place. I don't know if they're selling, I mean, what was it at the trade deadline we were all talking about? Are they sellers? Are they buyers? That's a direct reflection on the performance of the general manager. Like, you can't be so wishy-washy. We, we, there was no, nobody knew anything about the identity of the team, of the direction of the team. That's unacceptable. We didn't know where they were going or what they were doing, and I don't think the players did either. I mean, if you're going to suck, suck, and operate as a team that sucks. If you're going to go for it, go for it. And it just felt like all year long he was, I don't know, a little bit in, a little bit out, and he wasn't doing anything that showed me conviction in what they were trying to accomplish for this season. And remember last year at the deadline, after they got like Schwarber and did all this kind of stuff, all the the clubhouse was like, what are you doing? Like, same thing this year. You thought he would have learned from last year. So this is what I'm saying. I mean, these trends, what I need to see, okay, and this is sort of what I was saying about, um, this is what I was, I've been saying about the Red, uh, not the Red Sox, the Patriots. And what's disappointing, we can get into football, but what's disappointed me most about the season, preseason so far, is it feels like, to me, they have, and obviously there's going to be limitations this year, but to me it feels like they haven't done everything and anything to be ready for week one. You know, guys sat out the first preseason game. They did things, you know, the coaching staff, there was a process. Instead of having guys in there that were going to, definitively get Mac Jones ready and get that offense up and running. They've been doing other stuff. They haven't played in all the preseason games. They've done this and that. That's my problem. And I feel the same way about the Red Sox, sort of. Like, I could deal with just not getting it done. But you got to go for it. Like, this half in, half out, are we going for it? Are we sellers? Are we buyers? Is this guy? We got, we're going to get Trevor Story, and then we're going to have nobody play first base, and the bullpen's terrible. And this guy is coming back, and we're going to rely on Chris Sale, who we know gets injured, and then guess what? Injured again, injured in the game, injured away from the game. Like, what are we doing? There was no conviction. He didn't say, all right. we're go-. Like, I wanted him this year. Forget about Bradley Jr. and Travis Shaw and, and Rich Hill. I wanted him to identify two guys, two of the guys from the farm, the prospects. Bring them up. All right, this is our future. These are the guys that I've created. Bring them up, put them on the roster, get them ready to play. Then you supplement the rest of the team that you already had in place with established bona fide players like Story, but other guys, pitchers, relievers, guys that have done it, guys that still have it. That Then I would have said, Joe, hey, 
okay, he went for it. I see what he was doing. We tried to get some young guys, you know, acclimated to the major league style of play in the team. We try to bring in some veterans, guys that are accomplished, guys that could jump right in and produce. And if it doesn't work out or if you lose a tough series, fine. But after what they did last year to come into this year and really be just spinning your head and have no clue what's going on, or I'm not going to say he has no clue what's going on, but to make it feel like nobody knew what was exactly going on, that just couldn't happen. That's why I'm so disappointed in what we've seen this year from High and Bloom and the Red Sox overall. It, there was no conviction to anything they were doing. We didn't know where they were going or what they were trying to do. Were they going for it? Were they wait? Were they holding back and just going to wait to explode? I didn't know what was happening. So when you say like the players get the most of the blame, then what are you expecting if you have nothing at first base, you don't have enough arms in the bullpen, and you don't have enough production there? How can you say that is all on the players when Heim Bloom put them in a situation they probably shouldn't have been? That's why I'm not saying it's all on the players. That's why I'm saying they get the most blame. Okay, because I'm looking at all, you know, if you look at the entire season, go back to some of the games in April. You know, they jumped out to a lead and then didn't score again. And now it was a, it was a small lead, one not 2 nothing, didn't score again. These are your big bats. These are the guys that are supposed to produce your best players. That was when the pitching was playing or was, you know, the starters were performing pretty well. The bats weren't there. You know, then you had a stretch where Nick Pavetta dominated. Not enough. You still fell into a hole. Then Trevor Story was dominant. You know, you you climb back in a little bit, but it still wasn't enough. You know, you've had stretches. It's been sporadic, but you've had stretches this year where various guys dominated at different points. You know? Like I just mentioned Pavetta. Help me out. Who else had a big stretch other than Pavetta and Story? Um you know, even Cutter Crawford had a stretch there where he was pitching well. You've It's not like it's been pathetic. This isn't 2012. I'm just saying I think overall the players have been inconsistent. Bloom deserves a lot of criticism, yes, but the players are on the field. You know, I mean, somebody tweeted this the other day. A fully healthy Red Sox lineup. This was from, this was in the other, there's a few weeks ago. But a fully healthy Red Sox lineup. Tommy Pham, Devers, Bogarts, Verdugo, Martinez, Story, Hosmer, Kike Hernandez. Like, that doesn't suck. You know what I mean? It doesn't suck. Like, it, it shouldn't, that lineup there, and I get it. There's been injuries and people haven't been in the lineup consistently. That lineup there should not be whatever the Red Sox record is against the AL East. And I don't even really care what your pitching is. That lineup should not be that bad against the AL East. And all right, Pham came in later, and Hosmer wasn't that good, and he came in late. But you still got all those other guys, Story, Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, Verdugo. Kike's been out, but you had, you know, you had guys that have produced in the playoffs, all-stars, stars, to do that, to do that this year, no way. No way are you going to tell me that that was not on the players. The GM is the GM. And like I said, he's produced, he's brought in guys that have worked. They've worked. Not all of them. He's been a little gun shy at times. There's no way I put Bloom, in terms of the blame, above the players. I don't do it. Let's talk to David in Rhode Island. Hey, David. 
Hey, how you doing? How you so, doing? this is my thing on the Red Sox. You know, a lot of it is, yes, I'm boom, I'm a scorer. Let's not leave him out of it as a manager. It's his responsibility to get the team to perform. But you also have to put a lot of it on the players. These guys are professional athletes, okay? So, yes, we all go through some down times. You know, they have times where they're not performing, injuries, that sort of a thing. But I feel that there's a lot of it here going on because of certain people didn't get a long-term contract. Like, I think what they did with uh, Kiki Hernandez today, giving him $10 million, yeah. that's just to shut the people up, the fans. Oh, you know, we're working with these guys. Because I think that's too much money. They shouldn't give him that much money. They should give him six or seven for one year. That's it. Take it or leave it. You know, they, they gave 10. That, that's to shut up the crowd. That shut up the fans, your, your, your season holders. So we're working with these guys. But that, to me, that was actually the wrong move. But a lot of these guys, to be honest with you, as a business person, I wouldn't sign them for more than five years. They want $25 million a year. Why should you give them 10, um, 10 years? For what? There's no guarantee they're going to last that long being, a, being you know, a, a good player, being profitable. Correct. So so why would you do that? Thanks for the call, David. I agree. And that's the thing. It's not so much the money. It's the years. Some of these guys, they all want long contracts and the security. But those years, that's what bit the Red Sox in the ass when it came to Dustin Pedroia. He, they gave him so many years. It was a thank you type of thing. And he, he couldn't come close to being productive throughout that contract. Look. If you th- he brought up about guys, uh, whether it was pouting or whatever, because the extensions weren't handed out. Who who am I blaming for that? The the GM or the players? Now again, credit to Xander Bogarts. He still has a good average, but I I just believe that the the attitude that permeated through that clubhouse this year, maybe because of some of those extensions that weren't given out, I think that affected the team, the roster, the stars, and. In association, the culture of the team. I, that's what I believe. You know, I might be wrong. You know, maybe everybody was happy and hunky-dory all year, and I just missed it. But to me, it looked like there were some issues and that they didn't see eye-to-eye with the GM, and instead of just focusing on what they need to do, Alex Cora, who's also a part of this, couldn't get them focused to the level that they needed to be, and for whatever reason, they were awful against the American League East. Awful. Okay, these are guys, these are professionals. They should be able to perform whether or not their contract situation is what it is. That's what a professional does. It sucks. I don't envy anybody in that position, but that's, I mean, that's what it is. And they haven't won. And they've had, you know, Bogarts is on the record. He's talked about how bad he had of a year and how disappointing it was and how just off his swing has felt. So, yeah, the players are the ones that are on the field. The Red Sox cupboard is not bare. Does every piece fit perfectly? No. But they never should be what they are against the American League East. They should not be in last place. They should have been better than they've they've been this year. That is why the players get the blame more so than Hyam Bloom, even though he deserves a bunch of blame because there's things that he has done and the way that he's done things I haven't necessarily agreed with. There's plenty of blame to go around. And what do you know? To have to have it games... They come up small, and they've lost eight straight in Tampa. That's a thing. All right. Um, When we get back, we're going to go into the Patriots. We're going to talk a little bit about their week one matchup, and I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to tell you what I think is more important in week one 
than a win. Okay? Hear me out on that. I'm Mark Dundee. This is WEI. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.